Well, everybody, welcome into the Wiregrass High School Football Report. This is your weekly look at all things high school football in the Wiregrass. I am your host, Philip Jordan, the in-studio host and producer for Dothan Woods Football on 96.9, The Legend. I want to apologize to everybody. Uh, it was not a podcast last week. I know I apologize. This was stuff happened last week. Couldn't get to the show. Uh, but back this week with a really, really uh, fun episode. I'm going to be joined in a little bit by Elba head coach Mark Seaving, the number one ranked Elba Tigers in 1A. We will look back at the Tigers' 40-7 to victory over Providence Christian this past Friday night. We'll also talk about uh, that number one ranking for Elba. We will talk about Elba getting their 600th win in school history on Friday night. And we'll look ahead to their return to region play this Friday against Red Level. So some good stuff there. We'll have a 16-minute conversation with head coach Mark Steven of the Elba Tigers. Also, of course, we'll go around the wiregrass, look at last week's scores, results. Pretty much everybody was out of region play last week, so some interesting and some fun non-region matchups uh, last week in the wiregrass. And, of course, we'll look ahead to this week's games. Uh, some big region matchups are coming up in all the regions, so we'll go over that. And we have some Thursday night games, and this schedule could change. Between when you hear this and when the games do kick off this week, due to the hurricane out there in the Gulf or headed toward the Gulf, uh, whenever you don't know when you're listening to this podcast, at the moment uh, it does look like uh, we will be impacted with some sort of weather. It does look like it's moving more eastward, uh, but uh, precautions are being made. There are some games that have already been announced and moved to Thursday night. I'll talk about that. Uh, in the schedule part of the podcast, but as of now, the other games I'll, I'll say are still being played on Friday night. Just uh, keep an eye out on local weather. You can always listen to either 95.5, the TVY, 96.9, the Legend, or 106.7 KMX. Uh, they will keep you updated on everything that is happening with the hurricane. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Keep an eye out on TV stations. All your local news outlets and see what's going on with this storm and just uh, be prepared and, and be safe with it coming this direction. Uh, but uh, we are going to get into some high school football talk. I'm not going to try to play meteorologist here on the Wiregrass High School Football Report. Before we jump into the high school football conversations, let's uh, tell you where you can find me in the podcast. You can find me on social media at PJordanSCC. The podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, so please follow rate and review leave a review i will read it on a future edition of the show you can also listen to the podcast over on 969thelegend.com so go check it out you can also find it over there on the app you can also check out the show on my youtube page philip jordan sports youtube channel just go to the page hit the subscribe button hit the bell for all the notifications and if you leave a comment on an episode of the wiregrass high school football report i will also read that on a future edition of the show. Now I'm going to take a quick time out. When we return, we will go around the wiregrass. High school football season is here, and that means Dothan Wolves football is back on 96.9, the legend. Make sure to check out the Wolves every Friday night throughout high school football season as Jerry Coleman, Ken Lambert, and myself bring you all the action every Friday with pregame starting at 645 and kickoff at 7. The Dothan Wolves this Friday will be hosting 
the Central Phoenix City Red Devils in a big 7A Region 2 matchup. So make sure to check out the Dothan Wolves on 96.9 The Legend and also listen to us on the app. And now back to the Wiregrass High School Football Report. All right, and it's that time of the show where we go around the Wiregrass looking at the previous week's scores. And we're going to start off on Thursday. Charles Henderson with a upset victory over 3A, number three ranked St. James, winning 26-14. to uh, Charles Henderson goes to 4-1 on the season. This game was tied at 14 before Zach Coleman scored a seven-yard touchdown. And then Jaywan Boyd returned a punt for a touchdown to put Charles Henderson up 26-14 to put the game away. Uh, number two in 2A, Highland Home defeated number four in 1A, Brantley 28-27, and that puts Brantley at 4-2 on the season. On Friday night, of course, this is a game you would have heard on 96.9 The Legend. The Dothan Wolves defeated Baker 43-15 to go to 5-1 on the year. Now, this was not a region game, but this was a battle between two 7A teams. Uh, Baker is in Region 1, the Mobile region. And this is a potential playoff team as well for Baker. And who knows if some things happen, these two could play each other again in the postseason. Dothan took an early lead with a three-yard touchdown by Raymond Blackman. And then Baker did tie the game with four minutes left in the first quarter with a touchdown run by Zion Davis. Then with 119 left in the first, Marion Peterson scored a 19-yard touchdown. Then Dothan went for two to go up 15-7. Baker would come back and tie the game at 15 with 517 left until halftime. Baker would not score again, though, for the rest of the game. To close out the half, Octavius Thomas would cap off a drive with a one-yard touchdown to give Dothan a 22-15 halftime lead. The Wolves used a lot of clock in the third, and Zach Walker would extend the lead to 29-15 with an 18-yard run with 155 left in the third. Corian Salter adding in another defensive touchdown for the Wolves uh, with a 65-yard scoop and score to put the Wolves up 36-15. to and then in the fourth quarter, uh, to close out the scoring, A.J. Alexander ran in a three-yard touchdown with 7-11 left to put Dothan up 43-15. On the game, Dothan had 386 yards rushing. Uh, Peterson had 108, Blackman had 87, and Thomas had 78. Ufala defeated Pell County 54-35 to go to 4-1 on the year. Andalusia defeated Bibb County 55-18 to remain unbeaten at 6-0. Montgomery Catholic defeated Pike Liberal Arts 56-0. Slocum defeated Ashford 39-20. Slocum improves to 2-3. Ashford drops to 0-5. For Slocum, Rashawn Miller had 221 yards and 5 touchdowns. On defense, Brody Campbell had 8 tackles in the game. Number 9 ranked in 3A, Houston Academy defeated Abbeville 49-0 to go to 5-0 on the year. Abbeville drops to 2-4. Houston Academy quarterback, Caden Mitchell had 225 yards passing and five touchdowns on 12 of 14 passing. Opp defeated Rehoboth 23-13. Opp goes to 5-1. Rehoboth drops to 1-4. Opp quarterback Gray Jennings had 240 yards and three touchdowns in the game. Uh, Pike County defeated Headland in a close one, 18-13. Pike County's Ian Foster had a 90-yard kickoff return to give them the late lead in that one. We were going to talk to Coach Seaving in a little bit, but as I told you in the open, uh, Elba number one in 1A defeated Providence 40-7 to go to 5-0 on the year. 
Providence drops to two and three. Ayrton defeated Strawn 28 to 14. Ayrton running back Jordan Smith had 158 yards and three touchdowns in the game. The game was tied at 14 uh, after the third, so it was a close game going into the fourth. Ayrton goes to five and one. Strawn drops to four and one on the year. Delville gets their third consecutive win of the season by defeating Barber County 53 to zero to get to three and three. Barber County drops to 0 and six. Delville running back Marion Pinckney had four touchdowns in the game. Cottonwood defeated Graceville 56 to six to go to three and two on the year. Dale County defeated GW Long 26 to 22. GW Long is ranked seventh in 2A going into last week. Uh, so Dale County now has their second win of the year going two and four, and GW Long is three and two. For Dale County, Christian Ross had 98 yards rushing and one touchdown. Of course, he's the Memphis commit. And then running back Ledger Kendrick, Jordan had 131 yards and one touchdown for Dale County. Florala defeated Sampson 28-14 to go to 4-1. and Sampson drops to 0-5. Goshen defeated Kinston 63-19 to go to 4-2. Kinston is 1-4. Zion Chapel defeated Pleasant Home 28-19. Both teams are now 2-3 and on the year. In a really, really fun high-scoring game, Geneva defeated Geneva County 40-33. Geneva's 2-4. Geneva County is now 1-4 on the year. For Geneva, Noah Johnson had 170 yards rushing and two touchdowns. For Geneva County, quarterback Caden Hutchins had 240 yards passing, two touchdowns on 10-12 passing. And finally, Lowndes Academy defeated Houston, Abbeville Christian, excuse me, 50-19. And that puts Abbeville Christian at 2-3. And, and that is around the wire grass, the scores all around uh, the area this past week. And now, uh, let's jump into my conversation with Elba head coach Mark Seving. Everybody joining me on this week's edition of the Wiregrass High School Football Report is Elba Tigers head coach Mark Seving. They are now uh, five and zero, reaching the midway point of the high school football season. Uh, coach Seving, a uh, congratulations on the win on Friday night over Providence, and uh, appreciate you once again coming on the show uh, and talk about your team. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate you having us, and uh, excited to be here. Oh yeah, and uh, it was a forty to seven a non-region victory uh, for you guys on Friday night, but also a big uh, historic win for the for the school, the six hundred victory for the Elba Tigers. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, you know, our kids were really excited to be a part of that history, and uh, you know, of course, most of them didn't even know earlier in the week till we let them know that you know that this game could possibly be our six hundred win, and. Uh, so I, I do think it added a little uh, motivation for the kids. They wanted to be a part of that, and and uh, man, it's uh, I tell you, it says a lot about uh, about Elba and uh, you know the history of the program and, and the history of the town to to uh, to get 600 wins. Man, that's uh, it's a, that's a bunch. It's hard to even imagine. Yeah, uh, just uh, going around town, going into it. Any of the, the people in the community, Elba, were they were they letting you know about it? Were they telling you some some stories going into that and coming out of that? Yeah, I'll tell you, man. You know, I've got one of the best, one of the best Elba historians is on our staff, Johnny Dice, and uh, Johnny played at Elba, and uh, man, he he's always uh, always telling us stories. And uh, we got a couple other coaches, uh, Coach Johnson and uh, our Coach Austin Johnson and his father are both uh, Elba guys that played. So yeah, we hear about those stories a lot, and uh, man, it's uh, it's awesome. You know, makes me proud to be a, a part of the program and. Uh, and I know our kids are proud to have got that win uh, against Providence. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure, like I said, with 
people on your staff that are from Elbow play for Elbow. That made it special for them being part of that as well, just as the players. Absolutely, man. They, uh, you know, like I said, they we had the quarterback club meeting on Friday, and uh, you know, we were talking about it a little bit there, and uh, and had some of our players there, and uh, you could, you know, after the game, some of the former players were down there on the field and all so mingling about. So uh, it was awesome. It was cool to be a part of. Uh, and then uh, going into this game, uh, obviously you guys, y'all were coming off the bye week. Just had, you had a huge win before this one. Uh, like I said, going to the bye week. What what was key uh, for your team during that bye week going into this game? Yeah, well, you know, we had, like you said, we had just come off the Brantley win, and, uh, and going into the bye week, you know, our main focus was even though we were four and zero at the time, we still felt like we really hadn't, you know, played a complete game, you know, up to our standard. And, uh, you know, we've had, we had a bad half against Houston County and, um, had, uh, had a, had a, uh, had a bad, uh, bad half against Kinston in the first half and, you know, kind of did that in the second half against Brantley. Uh, so, you know, we wanted to, uh, definitely clean some things up and then, and then our main message going into this week was, you know, uh, I'll tell you, you know, Providence in my mind is a quality opponent you know, they had played some tough games and, uh, and, you know, I thought we were really going to have our hands full with them. And, but I knew that if we went out there and took care of business and did it for, you know, the whole game that, uh, that we could come out on top and, and really felt like we got that accomplished. Um, you know, we came out there and, uh, uh, I think we were leading 14 and nothing with like two minutes left in the half. And in a matter of 40 seconds, you know, it was, it was 28 nothing going into halftime. And, uh, you know, came back out in the second, um, in the second half and, man, we just did more of the same, you know, really felt, really challenged our guys at halftime to, hey, you know, let's, uh, keep the pressure on, um, you know, keep, uh, keep doing what we've been doing. And, uh, our guys responded, man. They're, um, you know, it's been, it's been, uh, it was good to see. So I feel like we really took a, a step in the, in the right direction. Yeah, your fast start got up by two touchdowns really quickly there. And I'll ask you about one of them. Um, you're running back Alvin Henderson had five touchdowns on the game, 224 yards. But uh, one of his touchdowns was on a fourth and goal on the one. I know as a coach, you're glad your, your player scored a touchdown. But when you see your, uh, your running back, your, your player kind of flip into the end zone. Uh, as a head coach, does it kind of say, whoa, don't do that? Or you just, you know, what, what's the uh, uh, reaction there when you see that kind of score? Oh, man, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't tell him not to do it. I mean, he's, uh, <laughs> You know, when he gets the ball in his hands, he's a competitor, and uh, you know he wants to win for uh, he wants to win for our guys and uh, and do his best. And uh, he's not uh, he's not all the way there yet. He's got still a lot of things he can improve on. But um, you know, man, it, it, you know he wanted it and uh, he went and got it. So that was that was actually pretty cool to see. Yeah, you know, you just mentioned it. You were up by two scores, and then you got two more toward the end of the first half. But there there was an interesting exchange of turnovers between you guys and Providence there at, at a point in the game. I know uh, Cameron Gray got an interception, then next play, Alvin you know, Henderson did phone the ball, and then it looks like you guys got an interception back. Uh, Providence caught the ball, and then there was a fumble recovery by Braden Johnson in that stretch, and then, then you went on uh, with the two scores there to end the first half. Just uh, from your vantage point there on the sideline, seeing uh, what, what was going on during that little uh, exchange uh, you and Providence had uh, with those turnovers. Yeah, it was, that was, it was wild, man. I mean, we like you said, we got the interception, and then uh, and then ended up – and Alvin actually had a really nice run and fumbled it. 
and kind of thought that he was, he might have been down, but after looking at it, he wasn't. It was a legitimate fumble. So, you know, uh, and then you know the two were uh, our guy and the receiver from Providence fighting for that ball, and and their kid coming up with it, and then uh, uh, yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. I'm just glad. Um, you know, I felt like I believe we scored on the next play after Braden got that fumble. That's when we ran that uh, our little play to the blocking back that went you know almost eighty something yards. So. Uh, that was, which was an awesome, awesome play and uh, awesome moment in the game. I tell you, man, I, I got to give a, a lot of credit to uh, to our success to to um, Al Gilmore, our offensive coordinator. Man, he does an outstanding job, and man, he's uh, I tell you, he's a real student of the game. And um, you know, last year, I mean, we were averaging forty points a game, and it looks like we're on track to do that again this year. And and I don't care who you're playing, man. If they're scoring forty a game, it's going to be tough to tough to beat him so uh and then this year you know we had a, uh coach johnny dice is our defensive coordinator and uh of the three years that i've been here this is uh this defense is, is uh is doing better than than any of the previous two so um you know it's it's i feel like we've got everything uh moving in the right direction you know and, um we get now we're not gonna tell the kids that <laughs> we're gonna go to work on monday and and uh and we're going to go to work on Tuesday, and we're going to try to improve every single day. And um, you know, that's that's just we just got to stay focused in that regard on that. You know, yeah. Talk about your defense, of course. You know, on that after that, it was 88 yards. Uh, Caden Atkins and did uh, Alvin Henderson scored another one. You guys were at 27 nothing, believe going into halftime. But your defense, and I was looking at some numbers before we uh, got ready to talk. Uh, uh, in one A, you guys are ranked 10th in points allowed, 12.4 points a uh, game allowed so far on the season. And uh, who have been some of the standouts on the defensive side of the ball? You know, this past Friday night and just you know all season for you guys. Yeah, I'll tell you. Um... You know, we lost a bunch of guys last year, you know, so we you know, going into spring was really big for us determining, trying to figure out where all the pieces were going to fit. And, um, you know, we've got uh, one guy that's really stood out for us is Jacob Watkins. Jacob is a sophomore. He's in Alvin's class. And, uh, you know, he played JV last year. And to tell you the truth, I mean, he was just one we were hoping could help us some way. And, uh, man, he just came out in the spring, had a really good spring, and ended up being our middle linebacker. And, uh I'll tell you, the kid's making plays all over the field for us on defense. Um, he's really got a knack for the football. And, you know, the more I watch him, the more he's starting to remind me a little bit of Chris Dyle Caldwell from last year. So, uh, and he's just a 10 So, really excited, uh, you know, at what he brings to the defense. His leadership um, is, is also something. He's a natural leader. And uh, so, man, we're excited about him. But also the, the – um, uh, we got a kid that didn't, didn't didn't hasn't played football up to this point. That's a senior, Lakai Reynolds at safety, and uh, Lakai, man, I bet he had about six seven tackles last night. And uh, then we've got the Gray brothers at cornerback. Um, I believe both of them had a pick um, Friday night, so uh, both of them had an interception. And you know, they're showing that uh, really good some really good coverage skills. And and then we've got those linemen that are. Uh, you know, that are beefed up. And, uh, man, we got some dudes like Jamal Siler, Kyle Smith, uh, Emmanuel Cooks, uh, Caleb Mitchell. And, uh, you know, it's hard to run when you got some 260s in there, you know, um, plugging up the holes. So, really excited about our defense and, uh, and how far they've come. And we still got a lot of places we can work on to get better and, and improve. But, uh, but, uh, you know, the, the great thing about it is, man, is, you know, we've only got four seniors. So, 
Um, you know, we're going to have a lot of these guys back next year, and, and they're going to have experience. And, uh, um, of course, that doesn't mean anything, you know, in regards to now. I mean, we want to win now. So uh, we got to get them better every day, and and uh, that's that's the, the focus, just trying to improve every single day. And, of course, uh, you know, you guys, y'all, y'all are ranked number one in one A. And just what's what's been the message with the team, their attitude toward that? Because you know you always see it in I think high school and, and at a college level too. When you're ranked number one, you know teams may get up a little bit you know higher for you than maybe they would before. So what, what what's been the message or the teams you know just outlook on on that ranking and just you know go about their business day in and day out? Yeah, I mean I think uh, you know initially. Uh, you know, when, when uh, kind of the way we, we when we talked about it is, hey, it's, it's cool that it's happened, and uh, now let's put it in perspective. It means nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, it literally means nothing. So, you know, it doesn't give you a uh, it doesn't give you a pass anywhere. You don't get a free steak dinner. You don't get anything. So, you know, uh, you know, all of that is determined in, in December. You know, and uh, that's what we're focused on, man. Is is you know, let's uh, let's take them week by week and try to get to the playoffs and and take them game by game. And uh, you know, we don't put much credence into that uh, because uh, I mean, like I said, it's it's cool that it's there, but uh, you know, it's not going to do anything to help us. So uh, it's not going to do anything to make us better. So you know, we need to focus on the things that that are going to do that. Yeah, I think those are those things are more for people like me to talk about, not the, the teams themselves on those uh, those rankings right. and everything else. Uh, this uh, this Friday, of course, you, get, you go back into region play. You will be playing Red Level. They're three and two. They they did lose the Bullet County this past week, but they had three straight wins before that. I know head coach uh, Kenny Skipper's been there for a few years. Just uh, we are doing this conversation on a Sunday evening, but from what you've seen from Red Level, uh, what have you seen and? Uh, uh, what are some things you know you you know you kind of you know you got to you know be ready to play on, on Friday night? Yeah, they've got a real um, they've got a real explosive quarterback. Uh, you know, he kind of leads their uh, their team, man. He's, uh, he's got a really good arm, and he can throw the ball down the field. And then he's their main runner also. So uh, he's fast and quick, shifty, all of those things. So uh, trying to keep him contained is going to be a challenge. And we also. Have, I talked to coach today. Uh, we're also a little concerned about the weather coming in. So, uh, don't know, you know, I don't know. I mean, we'll have to talk with the administration, but there's also a chance, you know, that the game could be moved to Thursday because of all that going on uh, coming in later of the week. But man, they're, a, they're definitely a, a, a tough opponent. And, uh, like you said, they're, I believe they're, uh, they're, are they two and one or three and oh in the region? And so, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's a region game that makes it an important game. So, um, we're uh, we're looking forward to them coming and, and having another home game, and uh, and I'm sure they're going to be a worthy opponent. You know, and real quickly on that, uh, just to follow up, just if the game gets moved to Thursday, of course, you already have experience with that with a game a couple weeks ago against Brantley did, did get moved during the week to a Thursday. Uh, what does that do with the team? Does does it really change anything when you get like a, 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 a instant change like that, not a scheduled uh, deal? Or what's the what was it like that week? And if that does happen this week, what would it be like for you guys? You think? Yeah, you know, we didn't make that decision until Wednesday afternoon, so. You know, really, uh, we went out that when we found out when we after we decided to move it, we went out and had our normal Wednesday practice. We didn't change anything, so you know, we were out there in in, uh, in pads and uh, you know, and that was brought up. Hey, should we go out in shorts since we're playing tomorrow and all that? But 
you know, I felt like, uh, I mean, Wednesday's still a big day for us to, to hammer down, you know, what our game plan is and, uh, and all that. So, so we went out in full pack and had our normal practice and then, uh, uh, and then that was it. I think what we did the next day was when the, during the class that I have them all in is we just kind of shortened the Thursday practice into that class and just did a little walkthrough. So, um, still felt like we got everything in, you know, and, uh, uh, I think the roughest part about the whole thing was getting up, coming to work Friday morning. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, after a long night. But, uh, but no, I, I, you know, the kids are resilient, man. They nothing really bothers them, and uh, you know, they they're down for whatever. So, yeah, we'll see. Well, you know, like I said, I, I feel like I'll be have to pretend to be a weatherman between now and then, kind of figure out when to oh, say, get, figure out when games yeah, are going to be played. You just, you just can't ever tell what's going to be. You know, so it's uh. Every time I see it, it looks like it's just pushing west, kind of back towards us. So it's a little concerning, I guess. Yeah, let's hope that thing stays away from our part of the area. I hope everybody's safe, whoever that thing does end up hitting. But, uh, uh, Coach, I do appreciate you coming on the show, talking about the Elba Tigers, previewing the matchup uh, this Friday or Thursday whenever the game is played against Red Level. Uh, anything I didn't ask you about your team or just the community there in Elba that you want to talk about? No, man, I think we pretty much covered it. And, uh, like I said, there's, a uh, there's, uh, you know, I appreciate you calling me and talking to me, but there's, there's so many, uh, people and, you know, behind the scenes that, uh, that are responsible for, for our success and, and for, you know, just our day to day operations. And, uh, you know, I want to express to them how much, you know, I appreciate them and, uh, uh, you know, all of us working together. I mean, we're trying to, uh, trying to do great things with these boys and, uh, and, and, uh, you know, just uh, appreciate uh, the community of Elba for the support and, and looking forward to seeing everybody this Friday night or Thursday night. <laughs> Absolutely, Coach. And once again, I appreciate the time and uh, good luck this Friday against Red Level. Okay, thanks, Philip. Make sure to tune in to the Jed Kennedy Coaches Show brought to you by Property Champions every Thursday at 8 o'clock on 96.9. The Legend. Each week, Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert sit down with Dothan Wolves head coach Jed Kennedy to look back at the Dothan Wolves previous game and look ahead to the upcoming opponent. This Thursday on the Jed Kennedy Coaches Show, Coach Kennedy will recap and break down the Dothan Wolves' 43-15 victory over Baker and preview their big 7A Region 2 home matchup with Central Phoenix City Red Devils. If you miss the Jed Kennedy Coaches Show, you can also check out the podcast on 96.9 the legend. And now back to the Wiregrass High School Football Report. All right, once again, thanks to Coach Mark Steven for coming on the show. Always appreciate him taking the time out, coming on the podcast and talking Elba Tigers football with us. Now let's look at the schedule for this coming week of high school football. And like I said earlier in the show, with the hurricane situation, a bunch of games, all of them, who knows, may get moved to Thursday night. But right now, only four have been moved. So that's the four I'm going to tell you about. But just keep an eye on everything and, you know, stay safe, stay weather alert. Remember, you can check out 955.tvy, 96.9 The Legend, and 1067 KMX. They'll keep you up to date on everything going on with the weather. But I'll just keep on your eye on all local media to find out what's going on uh, with the storm and where it's going. And then just stay safe out there. On Thursday night, uh, three 3A Region 2 matchups have been moved to Thursday. 
0-5 Ashford will be at 3-3 and Delville. Uh, 2-3 Northside will be playing at 2-3 Providence. And then 4-1 Strong will be at 5-0 Houston Academy. That should be a really good game between those two. In 1A Region 2, 4-1 Florala will play 0-6 Houston County. Now jumping into Friday in 7A Region 2, a couple of really big matchups. 4-2 Central Phoenix City will be at 5-1 Dothan. Of course, uh, you can listen to this game on 96.9 The Legend with pregame starting at 645 and kickoff is at 7. 3-2 Prattville will be at 3-2 Enterprise. That is another big matchup. You really have six teams fighting for four playoff spots in 7A Region 2 right now, and that's a big one right there between Prattville and Enterprise and what's going on with Dothan against Central Phoenix City. In 5A Region 2, 3-2 Carroll will be at 4-1 Eufaula. In 4A Region 2, 2-4 Geneva will be at 6-0 Andalusia. 2-4 Dale County will be at 2-3 Slocum. In 3A Region 2, Op is off this week. They are 5-1. Pike County at 3-2 will be at 0-5 New Brockton. 2A Region 2, 3-2 Cottonwood will be at 5-1 Ayrton. Geneva County at 1-4 will be at Whitsburg, who is 3-2 on the year. 3-2 GW Long will be at 2-3 Zion Chapel. 0-5 Sampson will be at 2-4 Abbeville. In 1A Region 2, Georgiana, who is 6-0 on the season, will be at Brantley, who is 4-2 right now. Red Level, who is 3-2, they will be at 5-0. Elba, you heard the talk, Coach Seaving, about this game. 2-3, Pleasant Home will be at 1-4, Kinston. And then in the independent ranks, Pike, Liberal Arts, who's 0-5 on the year, will be at Danville, who is 1-4 on the season. And in AISA, 2-3, Abbeville Christian will be at 0-5, Sparta Academy. So that is your schedule of games for this week in high school football in the Wiregrass. I've said this every time, just keep an eye on the weather. Keep an eye on local media to find out what, you know where these games are going to be played and just, more importantly, what's going on with the storm. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Wiregrass High School Football Report. Once again, thanks to Elbow Tigers head coach Mark Seving for coming on the show. And everybody just stay safe this week. What's going on, of course, the worst part of the storm does not seem to be headed our way. We're going to get some weather off of the way it looks so far. So once again, please stay safe, everybody out there. Be smart, do the right things, but uh, whatever night, and it's safe to, we're having high school football. Go out and check out a game, too, as well. Support your local community by going to check out some high school football. And uh, we'll be back next week. We'll have another podcast. We'll not take another week off. I'm here with you. Again, apologize for last week. There not being an episode of the podcast. Remember, you can follow me on social media at PJordanSCC. Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, so please follow, rate, and review. Leave a review. I will read it on a future edition of the show. You can also check out the show over on 969thelegend.com. You can also check the show out over on my YouTube channel, Philip Jordan Sports. Just hit the subscribe button, hit the bell for all the notifications, and also uh, leave a comment on an episode of the Wiregrass High School Football Report. I will read that on a future edition of the show. You can always email me at sports.philipjordan.com at gmail.com. Anyways, guys, I hope you have a great week. Stay safe. Until next time, bye-bye.